Hi, welcome to On The Daily, a podcast about finding the acoustic you. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary. I am a serial optimist and a champion of people who has long been on a search to truly see people and help you peel back all of your layers and become the most acoustic, authentic, and best version of yourself. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, hi, hi. Happy Tuesday or, you know, whenever you're listening to this. My episode today is with my new friend, Anastasia Albert. She is the host of the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. And she was introduced to me through another friend. We met on Instagram. We hit it off right away. I appeared on her podcast a few weeks ago, a couple months ago now. And we just had the coolest conversation. And so I had to have her on my podcast. This episode is, I think, really funny. I sure I'm biased, but I think it's funny. I think we touch on things that maybe a lot of people don't want to talk about. Anything from self-care that nobody mentions to the importance of masturbation for females. I mean, we literally cover all of it. And it was a lot of fun to have her on this podcast. So I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. Before we get into this interview, though, I have to tell you about my new favorite CBD company. Their name is Equilibria. They are women-owned. They are POC-owned. And they are just dope freaking humans. These girls are changing the game, in my opinion, for what CBD is and can be. When you order from them, you get a dosing specialist, somebody to help you learn about CBD. And it's all hemp CBD, so you're not going to get high. There's no there's no hallucin- like hallucinatory THC, nothing like that in it. It is all just for wellness. And when you meet with a dosing specialist, they teach you what you should be using CBD for, when you should be taking it, how much you should be taking. And then you can also get your questions answered. So if you do have any reservations around taking CBD, maybe you have other medications you're on or other illnesses and you want to know if you know it's going to mix well, they will answer all of your questions. They have nurses, they have geniuses, scientists, all the things working with them. And so I have really been loving getting to know them. Their product is amazing. Their product packaging is so beautiful. If you do want to check them out, go to Equilibria's website. Use my code Danielle on the daily at checkout. You will get 15% off your order. And tell me what you think because I'm obsessed. If this is your first time listening to On the Daily, maybe you were brought here by Stas. Hi, welcome to the family. You are that now. You are part of the family. This podcast is not in any sequential order. So you can go back, you can pick whichever one you want. And then, you know, you can dive in from there and find me on Instagram. I'm Danielle underscore on the daily. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you don't love. You can find the podcast at on the daily pod on Instagram. And we are excited to hear from you. Let's jump into this episode with Anastasia. On the daily family. Hello. I am pumped. You might 
remember this guest because I was posting, if you follow me on social media, I was posting all about this girl because I got to be a guest on her podcast. This is Anastasia Albert. She is the host of the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. We had like the dopest conversation when I was on her podcast and she's now here to share her nuggets with On The Daily. Hi. Hi. What an intro. I'm so excited and pumped to be here. Dude, I'm so excited. I like, I don't interview. I mean, obviously, like my podcast is still fairly new. So I don't get to interview a lot of people that I don't know already. And so when I got to interview you, and I was introduced to you through somebody, I just have to like share. So and you shared this on yours. So the way that we first communicated, (laughs) she like slides into my DMs with like an actual like, video message. Okay. So we're not talking voice memo. We're not talking text. We're talking video message. And it was about six different video messages. And she's introducing herself and she's saying who she is and she's saying where she is. And then she's saying who she was introduced to me through and what she does and should we collaborate. And I, I didn't tell you this, but after the very first video, I was just sold. And I said, anybody that sends a video message to me, I'm in. And so... I immediately was like, yes. And so, you know, that's history. And now we're here. I really love those. And honestly, that's the way that I've met people so much on social media that I don't know is just authentically just saying, hey, this is what I am. This is who I am. And not apologizing for it, if that makes sense. If the person writes back, I really honestly haven't had anyone like not at least give me a heart or like, hey, nice to meet you. But yeah, the double tap, like, hey, I'll get back to you when I can. And then it like gets suppressed underneath all their other fanfare DMs. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just the way that I am. And we've chatted about this on my podcast as well. It's just that connector mentality. It's totally. like just being there and being present and kind of unapologetic about it. Totally. So before I like jump too far in, I want to do a clearing. You're a Lululemon girl. She also works for Lululemon. I also worked for Lululemon. If you listen, you know. So I want to start with like anything you want to clear that. Yeah. I love a good clearing. It's my favorite part of working for the brand. Truly. I just got back from a dance competition. So I was on a plane for the first time a year to date, like the first time. And I got to say, Chicago's booming. (laughs) They have so many people at the Chicago airports. That's where we went through for my connecting flights. But I was in Oklahoma City. And so it's a long weekend. Dance competitions, if you're not familiar with them, are are long. So I'm a a little tired, a little jet lagged. But it almost was like karma because you were on my podcast right after you had gotten back from a flight as well. So it just seemed... (laughs) Seemed like you got me back, girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was very kismet. I love that. I love that you got to go on a plane for the first time. I think that is amazing. I am in one of those days and I'm actually in one of those seasons of my life where I'm in like a building season. And so there's a lot of work being done, you know, and one of my non-negotiables, which I actually want to talk about with you because I think you're really going to dig that. But I like one of my non-negotiables in life is that I get to like design my own life and time. And right now I'm in one of those seasons where I'm not really, I'm designing the work I want to do, but it's a lot of work. And so today was supposed to be a day that I kind of got to prep and reset and all these things. And it, it's not that. 
and it's fine. It's all good. And it's all leading towards like, you know, this bigger vision I have, but you know, when you have days like that, where you're just like, Whoa, okay, (laughs) here we go. Yeah. And you want, you want to make time for creativity. And that's like something that I just started doing recently when I was on this plane. So to kind of like segue and combine these two things together, I didn't have Wi-Fi. So I was forced to unplug instead of just saying like, it's a day where I need to create phone away, which doesn't ever, you know, go that way. I, ended up getting so much work done on the plane. And I was doing so much of the editing for upcoming podcasts, upcoming posts for Instagram, media, all this stuff that I want to do and need to do. But like in the midst of doing it, I get stuck because I get distracted. And I I think sometimes we get so distracted by things that, that bring us joy that then the end of the day rolls around and you're like, well, I didn't even get anything done that I planned. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, and it's all good, right? Like it's all part of the bigger picture, but sometimes when you're in it, you're just, it. when you're in the grind, you feel the grind heavy, like heavy. So I want to talk, you're a dancer. Like we share that you've danced all over the world, right? All sorts of different platforms and venues and different modalities and all the things. You currently are, you work at Lululemon, you have a podcast. So I kind of want to use this time that we have together to kind of hone in on being multifaceted, but also having this, the non-negotiables of your life really shine through in everything that you do. So I would love for you to tell us like what, what are like your non-negotiables, you know, whether it be, you know, in your personal life, your business, like things that you absolutely must have as a part of your daily practice, a part of your business, a part of your life, a part of your love life, your relationship, like whatever. I would love to know what those are, what some of your non-negotiables are. Non-negotiables. What a great way to put that. That's such a fabulous question. And for me, when I'm doing all this stuff and I am dipping my toe in a million different ponds, as I like to call it, because not only is it what you just said now, I also teach yoga classes to private clients. And I work with a friend that does that as well. I work on my own media. I edit all my own podcast episodes, which takes so much time. I have two a week and my partner is away right now. But I thrive on a schedule. So I had just launched an episode myself just just recently and we were talking about being a performer and never having security. Like you kind of always have to be a chameleon. You always have to flip-flop. You always have to be ready and prepared for things to go a completely different way than you plan them. So there's never this feeling of security. So for me, I have to balance my day out with some type of self-care, which is the whole reason why I created the platform, The Luxury of Self-Care, because I found luxury when I prioritized that in my life. Whether that be a glass of wine in silence, watching Ron Swanson on the TV with the fire in the background, whether that be a bubble bath, whether that be a walk where I leave my phone away and I just walk with my dog and I literally take in nature and just open myself up to the world that is around me instead of sucked into everything that kind of pulls me away from just being. So those things are definitely musts. And 
when I was in quarantine, as you've discussed a lot with Breezy, like I'm Breezy and my fiance was you. And I needed so much from him to get through that. And he needed so much less of me, not because he didn't love me, not because of that. We're just, we're very different the way we recharged. So I decided to grab a mic and I started the luxury of self-care and said like, what's stimulating you? That was my first episode because I was like, I need to create a community of people that are going through different things that I'm going through. So the self-care at the end of the day, that's what it is. That's what I have to prioritize. So whether that be my 10-minute meditation on my mindfulness app or re-listening to a podcast. I wonder if you've done this. I have to ask you this too, Danielle. Have you listened to your podcast and been like, oh my God, it's my inner voice telling me like I'm going through a meditation and having a monologue with myself and I need to take my own advice here. All the time. I've listened to that. More than I'd like to admit. Yeah. So that's another, that's another priority. Like I honestly, I re-listened to my episodes and it's not because I'm vain and I, I like, I'm like a perfectionist, which, which I am not too. And we'll get into that, but like, it's not because of that. It's just, I'm like, yeah, yes, yes, Stas. Yes. That's what you need to listen to. You need to pay attention to all these things that you're sharing because that's where you were at that day. And today you're, you're at a low, your, your battery's drained. So let's refuel you up with some of your own words that that has helped others. Mm -hmm. When we talk about like authenticity, do you think that having non-negotiables, like some of the ones you just said, like for me, so a couple of my non-negotiables, I have to be able to make money in my sleep. I have whatever I'm doing. It has to be aligned with like planet and animals and purpose, like whatever relationships I'm in, I have to be able to add value to other people's lives like these are just like a couple of the things that are non-negotiables in my life. So for me, that though that list of non-negotiables has kept me like authentic in everything that I do. Do you feel like your list does that for you as well? And like, I would love to know what, where like authenticity is, is like most showing up for you right now. Yeah. I'm doing so much work right now with Lululemon on what is our purpose, vision and goals. And that girl is just constantly developed and it's really in its prime right now. For me, I've noticed that I'm such a cheerleader for others. I love watching others succeed and be a part of that journey for them and excel. That is something that's constantly come up in my life. That is definitely in that pile if we're really fixating and honing in on that. I'm always a host. Like when people come in, I always want everyone to have a good time. This is one of my biggest fears for my wedding. And I think 27, 26-year-old Stasi, as opposed to almost 34 when I am getting married in 2022, like I'm a very different person. I think I'm going to be able to let go of that and be able to just relax and enjoy. So I always want to be there for others. Uh, And we've talked about this too, like being an empath, which I did take my Enneagram test again. And I have, we'll have to talk about it, but... I am a perfectionist. I ended up actually being a three. Mm, Wow. So that I was like, kind of as I read it and listened to it, I was like, oh, wow. And I really, like you said, making money in your sleep, I'm never secure. And I always secure in, in my financial situation. So anytime someone tells me, hey, you can make money doing this, if it's enough, if it's worth my time, I'm always saying yes because I have to be creative in what I do. And when I work, 
it's great if I'm making great money and I'm t- and I'm tired and I'm making money time for lug- like self-care, but it's also a situation where you have to really look at yourself and look at your time and look at your value and say, do I feel like I'm working though? And most of the time that I am working, I'm not. So that's super important to me as well. Going through that list of like, what was making me unique and where do I see myself? I was like, gosh, that cheerleader thing just keeps coming up like a constant cheerleader for others, but for myself too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like too, I feel sometimes like when you are a person who just wants to be a cheerleader for others or be, you know, somebody who wants to add value to other human beings lives by doing that, sometimes you get overextend yourself to the point where you're no longer doing that for you. And I actually, I was listening to a podcast episode. Do you ever listen to the mommy millionaire podcast with Kayla? Yeah. Yeah. I I think that woman, yeah, she's such a badass. And she did this episode that was called really successful people say no more often than they don't. And I was so triggered by that episode because when it first came on, I just said to myself, no, successful people say yes to everything. And then she starts to talk about how you may think that you as a successful person need to say yes to everything. But actually, like by saying yes to everything, you're actually just watering down what you're put here on this planet to do. And you're not getting back the gains that you could be if you were to say no and be more protective of your energy. And I'm listening listening to this, just going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my fiance is looking at me in the car we were driving and she looks at me and she's just like, wow, you feel attacked right now, don't you? I was like, I do feel attacked. I feel really attacked by this. But it, I'm starting to think that that's true. I'm starting to think that I need to get better at saying no. I do because I say yes to everything, like everything. I like I will overextend myself. The only thing I am really good at when it comes to saying yes or no, and you can tell me if you are the same or not, I will not say yes to anything that's going to devalue me. I will not. Like like my my value, my worth, what I have to offer, I don't compromise. But sometimes I compromise like time for with my family or I'll compromise time, you know, that I could be resting to do something for other, you know, like, what do you think about that? I that podcast? totally agree. I'm like giving you snaps over here. No, truly, honestly, I, I'm laughing so hard because I don't even think I got into the double digit numbers yet. And my episode was called the power of no, because my fiance has talked to me so much about being more disagreeable and finding the power in being disagreeable and not because Like, it's great to be a yes man person. You know, it's great to be like, of course, yes, 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 yes. I'm, I'm, I'm cheering with you. Yes, I, I agree. But at the same point, it's not just our value and our time. I think there is this power, right? Like, think about, think about Professor Snape in, in Harry Potter and how he waits to respond and it's so slow, and we're all like leaning forward, and he has all this power, right? And it's saying it's giving you that power in success. And sometimes you've watched that, like if you flirted in the past, and you're kind of just quiet, and you let the other person fumble a bit more, because you're not saying anything, you realize that that not saying yes, and agreeing and, and being there and being agreeable 
sometimes you have a little bit more room to go whatever way you want. You get a little bit more power. And I made this reference to Inside Out, which is an amazing Pixar film. And like the dad, like the dad puts his foot down and says like, no, young lady, and you respect your parents because they say no, not because they say yes to everything. And you, I mean, I'm sure you've come up with that with Owen. Uh, Yeah. I mean, all the time he'll be like, well, why did you say no? I said, because I can, but also I just have to, (laughs) you just, I think you just like, (laughs) you just explained to me why every failed relationship I have failed. (laughs) I can't. <laughs> and it's because you literally just were like, you know how sometimes when you flirt and I and you're saying this and I'm thinking, no, no, I didn't do that. I was like, hi, what's your name? What's hi, your favorite color? color? Do you like horses? Like, <laughs> so, do, you, do you like horses on the racetrack? Oh my God, I've been to the Indy 500. <laughs> I love the racetrack. Oh my gosh, you, you've been to, you've been on vacation. I've been on vacation. vacation. You love planes? Me too. Me like, too. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I'm the worst with that. I could, I, I mean, but you know what it is? I think it's like, I am a connector. Yeah. By definition, mm-hmm. I am a connector. I am a people person. I want to know everything about you. I want to know why you are the way you, you are. Tick. I want to yeah. know what makes you tick. Like, I want to know all those things. And I think you're right. I think we could all, people like me could benefit so much from just taking a step and just kind of surveying a little bit more and being, like you said, disagreeable. Yeah. And like, I have to say this too, you always feel like you're on. Sometimes like I'll go to these these shows, the, especially just being a personality and being someone that's like on the mic and, you know, conforming and molding these children with my words, if you want to put it that way, as a judge for this dance competition. And it was so nice to be like not traveling with the crew for once and not in a negative way. I just feel like I have to be, hi, how are you guys? Like what's going on with your life? And think about all these things because I want to make sure that everyone feels like happy and included. And it's just who I am. It's just who you are, you know? And Sometimes I'm like, okay, hi guys. Like I'm going to just go grab some coffee and and I go slip away and put my headphones on. But I don't like doing that. It makes me feel bad. It makes me, it kind of makes me feel like an asshole, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm just doing what I need. Yeah. It's self-care. Okay. Wait, I want to talk about that. What do you think are some of the biggest like self-care necessities for women? We can talk about women and then, I mean, I'm not, I would say let's talk about it for men, but like, I'm not going to speak for a man. So let's just say like, what, in your opinion, what are like some of the biggest self-care things that people don't talk about? Biggest self-care things that people don't talk about. That's a really good question. I feel like, one of my biggest things that I, not that I don't, I do talk about this, but I have to like set the mood. Like I'm crazy about dimming lights and lighting candles and having things in place and just feeling like I can relax when things are not cluttered. I, I think we talk about that, but I do think that there's this level of like, if everything looks like a mess, like you're going to feel like a mess. You're not going to feel relaxed. I think another one that we maybe we don't talk about much for women. Listen, I'm in my 30s. Sex drive is high. Like I think sometimes we don't talk about that. And it's like I need like I need that for my partner. Your testosterone, your testosterone levels going down and like mine is going up. Like I am creeping up. And I think sometimes we don't talk about that that much. And 
And that's a big thing in relationships. You move in together and it's like all of a sudden you're like, what what happened? Like, am I not sexy anymore? Or like, why are we not having, why are we not sleeping together as much anymore? And I think that's a massive thing of self-care, even though it's with your partner right now I'm, I'm by myself. So like. I was going to say, I was going to say, I would even add, I would add masturbation. So let's talk about and masturbation. No, yeah. I would, I would absolutely add masturbation to like, no, absolutely self-care need. Like 1, we, women do not talk about it enough. Like women need to masturbate just like men do. So men exactly. out there, if you're listening to this and you're worried about like, if, if you're in like a heterosexual relationship and you worry about why your partner still needs to masturbate, it's because like that is called self-discovery. That is called self-exploration. That is called yeah. getting to know yourself better so that you can be a better partner. And like, I'll say the same thing to like women with women. No, you're so right. And I'll, I'll never forget it too. Like, I think it was the third or fourth time that my boyfriend or my fiance and I were together. And like, he just, we just had fun. We were out at a party and I was like, listen, you're not doing it for me. And I remember I rolled over and no joke, Danielle, like grabbed my vibrator and I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't need you to be involved in this. Like, I need to have a moment to myself right now because you're done for the night. Just go to sleep. Like, it's okay. And I think that's why we worked. I was so raw and unedited. And I was like, no, this is, this is what I need right now. And you're not not giving it to me. And he's fabulous. Like, absolutely. 100% bomb but like I discovered stuff that I liked you're right absolutely by doing like enjoying myself and -hmm. understanding my body and it's also part of self-love like let's talk about that like your body image and your self-love and and all these things that I think about this all the time like sometimes our cortisone levels are through the roof because we're constantly stressed out about like we don't look good enough or we're not in the best shape of our life right now or I'm so busy I need to eat while I'm like doing all my work honey, slow down. Like you need to eat the food, enjoy every bite, enjoy the flavors that you've created, whether you cooked it or someone else cooked it for you and enjoy, enjoy your sips of wine and enjoy sex and enjoy like your walks and all these things. They're all self-care because it's you enjoying the body that you're in. Yes. Yes. I mean, absolutely. And I, I think like when we talk about you know, things like self-care, self-love. I, I mean, sometimes like women, we don't give ourselves enough credit for just needing to be alone sometimes to sit on our couch and eat whatever we want and watch trashy television. I mean, there are some shows like I am not a real wife, like Real Housewives girl. I never have no, been. Never, but never like, either. Do you remember that? Well, do you remember that show Love is Blind that was on Netflix? Ew, we all watched it and I felt so gross and guilty the whole time I watched it. But I was like, it's actually kind of good. And I'm in quarantine and it's okay. Every single episode, I was like glued to the TV. And it's so funny because we have, this is actually a fun one because I'm I'm wondering if you, um, Doug, right? Is your partner's name? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Douglas. Like, I wonder if you guys do the same thing. So we have shows we watch together. And then there's shows that I had no intention of starting together, but then Breezy will be like, oh, I want to watch that. And then she's mad when I move on without her. And I just have to stop her and say, no, no, no. This one is for me. (laughs) Thank you so much. This is only me. Yeah. I actually have ones that he won't watch with me. Like he'll walk in the room and be like, oh, you're watching this. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Bye. Not changing it. (laughs) Bye-bye. See you later. Love you. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Love you. Bye. But I definitely know what you mean. And one of those shows, so we were long distance for so long. And we did have some of those shows where we would like be like, oh, I can't wait to like I come to visit and we'll watch a couple of these because 
you know how that is when you're away from your partner for two, three months, and then you come back together. You want to explore, you want to get out, but you also want a day where you're in bed. Let's talk about that self-care again. Like you guys do need to connect physically. You're always connecting by talking when you're long distance, which is awesome. I really think that that's the reason why we were so successful and are today in our communication. But I got there one time and I was livid. I'm telling you, Danielle, I was so angry and it was because... Doug started Stranger Things without me. I was so mad because like that was one of the shows that we definitely watched together. And I was like, how dare you? And he was like fake reacting like I could totally pick up on. I was like, you're you're an awful actor. Like, he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so I was like, are you not sorry. freaking out? And he was like, yeah, wow. Wow, I'm really freaking out. Wow. I was livid. He watched like four episodes without me, that little shit. Oh, my gosh, I've done it. And I'm a better actor than Douglas. Like, I've definitely like <laughs> gone ahead on shows. And then I have to rewatch them with Breezy. And I'll be like, oh, my gosh. Or I'll like predict it. I'll be like, I think this is going to happen. And then it'll and happen. The and she, yeah. And, well, I'll, no, I won't. I'll pick the right thing, but I'll make it sound really convincing. But then she's always like, you watched it, didn't you? I'm like, no, I never, no, I never watched it. What are you talking about? How dare you accuse you well. me? Oh, she, she knows, knows me well. so well. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about like the relationship. Like, what do you like? Obviously, this podcast is all about like finding the acoustic you, the authentic you. Like, do you feel like the partner? Obviously, you feel this way because I I know the answer to this. But you and your man have such an authentic, honest, genuine relationship, and like he's gone a lot, and you guys still are just so. And obviously, a relationship was long distance for a while. Where does like? I mean, I, I call it the acoustic version of ourselves. Where do you think that shows up most in your relationship with Douglas? Like acoustic, just. There's two versions of that, right? For me personally, there's an acoustic version of me where I just want everyone to like have a good time and be happy. And like, that is the genuine me. Like if I'm in a place where I haven't seen people in a long time, I want to check in with each of them individually and say like, how have you been? How's this going? Da, 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 da. That's acoustic and authentic for me for sure. But it's the on version of the acoustic me. The off version is messy, ugly, sloppy, not ugly like in my appearance. I mean, just like I'm very reactionary. And that's been something I've learned with with Doug is he has so much patience. And when I go off on a tangent, when I'm fire and like angry and pissed, he just looks at me like, are you done? Or he leaves. And it, oh, it makes me even more angry. But he knows he can't, he can't keep up with that if he plays my, on like my side. So he diffuses the fire with, with water or in silence. And what I've learned is like, sometimes you can't just make it better. Like I want to go to bed happy and I want to wake up the next day happy. I want to, so I want to talk about it. And sometimes he's not ready to talk about it when we do get into an argument. But I think he makes me recognize things in myself that are imperfect, but like, how can we work on them? And he brings them to the forefront because it is, it's, it's messy and it's rough and, I think I'm one way with so many people and and sometimes I'm like wow like I just I just totally let out on you and I I didn't mean to do that and just because I'm so comfortable and myself my acoustic self as you coin it 
around you doesn't mean that I, I get to be a bitch. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I totally know what you mean. I'm the same way. I mean, that's something that I relate to so much with Breezy. Like I will be so on with everyone and I'm like, yes, giving, I giving, am giving. Yeah, giving, giving, giving. I'm so happy. Blah. Like, you know, everybody's my best friend. And sure, like I'll tell you, like I, I give it to people straight. You know, if you if you wrong me or if you cross a line, like I'll tell you. But I give so much. And I think what it comes down to is I give so much that sometimes I forget to save very, very important, valuable parts for my family. Yes. Yes. That's it. Yeah. I'll come home after giving a lot of energy to others. And then all of a sudden I don't have time for my family. And I, that's something I don't want to be at all. No. And but like, I, why do we I, do that? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because it's like, it's safe. Like they're safe, you know, but it's not an excuse. I, you know, and Breezy and I, one of the reasons, and I think you guys share this is we are also very good at communicating and Breezy has, it's very good at saying to me, Hey, I know that you're on and I know that you're going through a lot and I know that you have a lot of things going on and Owen and I deserve the same time. Cause it's, I always give time to Owen, you know, like Owen, Owen just gets whatever Owen wants. Sure. Not, I mean, he literally, you know, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah. you, you created him like you, yeah. you created him. So he is yeah. always going to have this bond and attachment with you. Right. But reason. then Breezy will ask for a hug and I'll snap at her. I'll be like, oh, I'm just so tired. And then I have to take a second. And I'm admittingly, I have been very bad about this in the past. And I'm it's really something I'm working on because I don't want to be like that, you know, and I will I'll turn around and I'll take a second and I'll just say, you know what? You're right. You're right. And I think that's where we had to establish boundaries is, you know, one of the things I told her is, as I said, I am absolutely good to give everybody love and attention if I even get even a few minutes to myself when I get home. So what I've gotten to do is if I am out or doing a bunch of podcast episodes or like we're running my business or teaching it, like whatever it is that I'm doing and I'm giving a lot, I make sure that when I get home, I give myself like even 10 minutes of just me time to just do whatever I need to do to clear my head. And then I can be fully present with my family. I started saying that stuff to Doug, even even when we're doing our consistent FaceTimes or phone calls each evening while he's away with the Navy, I'd say to him, which also, by the way, was supposed to be like three and a half, four months of training. And it's now going to be probably almost nine when he's done. And that's just because COVID just keeps pushing things back. And I know he's going through a lot right now. You know, he's living in a room with kids that he's closer to their parents' age because they're 18 and 19. Like they can't even drink legally. And then they drink illegally. And he's like in the room and like, you guys, I can get in so much trouble, more trouble like than you so can. So much for this. trouble. Yeah, like, so much it's trouble. It's insane. So, you know, we're just, it, we're, I know he needs me too. And I'm a big monologuer to him, but he loves it. And there are times where he says, like, hey, like, I love it because it's an escape, but, you know, that communication, you're so right. So I'll tell him sometimes I need a 10 because I'm, I've been given all day. So I need a 10. I'm going to walk home in silence because I walk to and from work, which I think is such a good thing. If you're not a walker, like, please just get, put your headphones on and go walk. It my is my favorite part about New York. Such a reset. Yeah. And I live downtown here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania now, and I, I walk everywhere. Now, granted, I don't have a car here right now, so I have to, but I, I think I still will. You know, <laughs> I walk maybe two hours a day in between dog walks and walking to and from work. And 
I tell him like I need the 10 so I can listen to like a mindful meditation and then I can be recharged for him. Mm -hmm. So I don't explode on him. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so real. And I I mean, I love that we're having this conversation because I think a lot of people don't, you know, they see... I know for me, if like, if you're listening out there and you're like, oh my gosh, Danielle, I would never picture you like that. My, my best friends, the people close to me, they know I'm like that. You know, oh, yeah. it's not anything I like regret because it, it is who I am and I'm growing and I'm an evolving human being, you know? You and, be. Yeah. And I, you know, at the end of the day, the busier I get, the more I have to do stuff like that or the more things that I dip my toe, like the more ponds I dip my toe into. I love saying that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to have, you, you do have to reevaluate and you do have to process and there's going to be a, a lag time. So I think if you're listening out there and you're like, if I, if you're like, she's speaking to me or, you know, (laughs) if Stassi is like speaking to you, I would say, let as your life evolves and as you grow and as your responsibilities grow and your commitments grow, know that also the way that you interact with your loved ones is going to have like the way in which you do that is going to have to grow as well. Right. Uh, And, and how, and Danielle, like I think about this all the time. My parents got, they, they separated. They've been divorced since I was eight. Okay. And my, right. We talked about those two. Yeah. And my brother was too. So like you didn't even know what it was really like for them to be together. No clue. Always in a broken home and in your mindset, in your childhood. And I'm I'm not trying to use that as an excuse. It's just, it's just who you are, where you are. And Doug and Douglas's family, like they've been together since I think they got married. They couldn't even drink at their wedding. But you got to remember, and I was just listening about like people freezing their eggs and their embryos, and we're all waiting longer to have kids. And we're waiting longer to get married and all these things. And it's like, because we're the first generation of all these divorced families. And what I was going to say to that is we grow, we grow, Danielle, like we are growing when we're younger. And when we go through that Saturn rising, when we go through that 27th year, 27, that partner can change with you or they don't. And you made this commitment if you've made like they made that commitment and and granted she was you know rearing six children and he was traveling and that you know they were doing all these things and they worked together as a partnership and I'm, they're still so in love it's so freaking cute but i didn't have that and it brought up a lot of trust issues with me when i first started dating other people and you have to know that you're going to constantly grow and evolve like if I don't think that this experience that Doug had with someone like literally screaming in his face and like shaving their head and, and giving them these drills and doing all this stuff, isn't going to change him. I'm a fool. Yeah. Yeah. We're growing. Like if nobody thinks that like doing all this inner work and starting this podcast and meeting someone, every conversation you have, you're growing, you're evolving. Mm -hmm. I know. I think about that all the time. You know, I, I think about the relationship I had with Owen's dad. I think about the relationship that I had with my ex-husband, who was also in the Navy. He was naval intelligence. And, you know, so much of what he experienced shaped, like, his mental illness. And that was sad. And then I was with, you know, Owen's dad, Jason. And, you know, he grew up without a dad. And he had this vision of wanting, like, the perfect family life with a white picket fence and the family and all these things. And, like, obviously, when that didn't happen between him and I, that's going to cause a lot of emotional trauma. And then there's Breezy, who her family, her parents have, like, Doug's family, been married since they were really young. They had their kids. Like 
Breezy's brother and sister live like mile, not even miles from her, their mom. Your like parents. Wow. they each have three kids. Like they've literally done exactly that. And Breezy's always been the black sheep, but you know, there's so much of her that is holding on to that. You know, she, one of they love like, and accept her just as strongly. Yeah. I mean, they've obviously gone through their growth, but they're all in a really great place now. But what, what was really hard for Breeze was, you know, when Breezy started to grow outside of that and she left home and she moved, left home, moved to Santa Monica from like Ventura, which is like an hour. Okay? I know exactly where that but is. Like, yeah. But like left home, right? Like yeah. <laughs> she left home. <laughs> and if when she started, when her and I started dating and like, obviously I have Owen and we can't go out there for every birthday party, every soccer game, every softball game. And her family was like, well, what do you mean? And one of the big growth things she had was having to realize that it was okay to say no to those things because she she had grown outside of that. But then I see it come up like in things like Christmas, because I really want to have Christmas at home in my home because I think about it. That's something I always went back and forth. That was normal for me. Right. Like we alternated oh, yeah. Christmases. So and so much. I want Christmas in my house, but then she wants to go have Christmas out with her family. And I just go, no, no, like, I don't, I don't yeah. want to wake up in someone else's home. I want to wake up in my home on Christmas. We, we had to do that. Stuff. Yeah, it's we because had, of you, how we grew. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and we got to do that though. We we have to, there's give and take to Daniel. We can't, that's something I've also learned. When things don't go the way that I planned, I freak out. And Doug's like, so what? Like be the chameleon. And I'm a three, right? So this is saying I'm super adaptable. I'm adaptable with everyone else. Everyone else. Oh, I'm cool. Blah, blah, blah. With Doug, I show up and they were there like for one thing that I thought was a Valentine's Day dinner and it wasn't. We were in the worst seat in the place. I was so pissed. I had people like walking by the whole time. He was sitting in the booth, which is where like for proper etiquette, you should always let the girl sit back there so she can see the room and you're focused on her like all these things. And I was so angry and we fought the entire time, spent $200 and all we did was fucking fight. And it was a waste of time because I couldn't let go and just be like, oh, my God, I'm just glad that we're out. Who cares if he ordered me a glass of Pinot Grigio, which I would never fucking drink? (laughs) (laughs) Who cares if you didn't order the food I wanted or the drink I wanted? Like, at least we're here and it's beautiful. It was and it was, yeah, no. And and that's kind of stuff. So I'm saying being adaptable to that and maybe saying instead of going back and forth one Christmas, just say this one's your Christmas. This one's my Christmas. And then doing however you want to do it. And that was something that we had to do. And, oh, it was so bad. Two years ago, we got on a plane to finally do a Christmas with his family. And all we did, because they live in Upper Peninsula of Michigan, in this place called Kingsford. Never heard of it? Well, listen, there's only two flights that go in and out each day on Delta. And there was too much fog. So we couldn't land. We spent three days in airports. And he was so pissed. But we had little Meeks, my dog and him and I, and we were together. And I kept trying to say like this, this is what we have to be happy for. We have each other. So as long as you guys are together for Christmas, that's really at the end of the day, what matters. Totally. Totally. And it's just so, I mean, I know that there's people out there listening to this right now going, oh my gosh, like, yes, yes, yes. I think what it comes down to is we have to be able to be in a place where we can be authentically ourselves, have our feelings right? Like it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be confused. It's okay to have all of these emotions because those are reactions to situations. But at the end of the day, we can also control those reactions to situations. 
And the more that we can work through those and let that kind of spill into the relationships that we have, then we're truly being like the most authentic we can be. Yeah, absolutely. Because we do it for others. And why, like, why would we not make that space for our partner? I would never blow up on my boss, <laughs> like never, I, but I blow up on my family. I blow up on my partner like that. Why do we do that? And I've been doing so much inner work. Like you said, forever the sponge, forever the evolving duck. I've been working with my personal coach about so many things and even getting in my own way. My ego gets in my way so much. And like thinking that other people are looking at me and thinking like, she doesn't know what the hell she's doing with her life because she's doing so many things. No, fuck that. People are looking at you saying, wow, I cannot believe you're doing all this stuff. I can't even keep up with it because I just have this job that pays me one salary and I have a family. Like we, we are this like rare form to them. Like, I cannot believe you're doing all that stuff. I feel like that's a generation thing though, too. Cause there, I know more people and maybe it's just that like, this is the tribe and you know, the, the squad that I surround myself with, but I'm surrounded by a lot of entrepreneurial minds and I find that more people these days are that way. And so it's, it's more it's cool. okay. It's more mm-hmm. acceptable in society because we've seen, We've seen entrepreneurs be super successful. We've seen podcast hosts be super successful. We've seen Instagram influencers become an icon. You know, literally we've seen an icon. Stuff. We've yeah, seen literally that from the, TV. The pinnacle. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've seen it now. And now we're looking at this form of what I've noticed the most about entrepreneurs is, is would you still do it if no one listened? So I was thinking in my head the other day, I said, would I still be doing this podcast if only one person listened to my show? Absolutely. Because that one person, it really does mean something to that one person. So whether I have 500 listens on an episode or 50 listens on an episode or five, it doesn't matter because it's it's affecting someone. It's helping someone. And that's what we're here. That's what we're here for. We're connecting and we're helping others. And we want to make sure that they're able to be the best that they can be. And they have someone cheering them on, whether they know me personally or not. Yeah. And somebody to say, hey, you're not alone, A. And B, all the things you're feeling are good and worthy and valuable. And, you know, I'm in your corner. So let me ask you, I want to ask you one more question and then we're going to play a game. What's like like a five-year vision for you? Oh gosh, this is such a good one. So I was just working on my 10-year vision. And my five-year vision that has been fairly consistent because I've truly like closed my eyes and heard the conversations and the laughter. Like I definitely see, I'm closing my eyes now, but I see Doug and I in a, a home that we never really pictured that we could afford. I see us waking up in the morning, excited to do whatever job it is, whether it's several that just bring in great revenue, or it's one that's super stable. I feel like I'll be able to wake up and do a chakra balancing and not freak out the first chakra, which is your security chakra right there on your sacrum. Because every time I tense up, I have pins and needles in my back because I never feel secure. I'm so secure in my relationship with him. And that has only driven and grown and evolved. Now I want to feel secure in what I do. I want to feel secure in my financial situation. And I want, I want kids. Like, and I know I used to look at it as giving up and not doing theater anymore, but I think we just evolve. And I was just having this conversation with Rochelle Rack, who is 
amazing. And I'm excited to have her on my podcast. But we were just saying like, it's okay to go down different routes. Try directing, try choreographing, try this, try that. Maybe you'll hate it. Maybe you'll love it, but at least you tried. So I just want to keep taking the time in the next five years to just keep trying because right now I feel like, okay, so until I get this job that again is like 80K and makes me feel secure, that's the only way I'm going to feel it. And I don't think that has to be it. And I want to make sure that in five years I wake up not miserable that I chose this job that just brings me financial value, but brings me value to my soul. Mm, Yes. Yes, 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 yes. You know, that that's what I want. So five years from now, that's what I, I see myself being successful in something that brings me absolute joy and utilizes every single one of those talents we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love how like real and candid you are because I it's something I also have and I really respect it in others. And I think that your words and just your view on life and the way that you kind of go about your your ethos in this world is so relatable. So I want to thank you so much. We're going to play a game, but yeah, let's play the game first. And then you, then you can tell everybody where, where to find you, the podcast, all the things. Okay. So the game's called Quick Fire. I hate these games. <laughs> I love I'm the worst. Them. You know why? Because I'm a cancer. I know. Born on the 4th of July and so indecisive. (laughs) The worst episode or the worst (laughs) like edition of this game I ever played on this podcast was with my friend Pixie, who is also a cancer. So this should be fun. Okay, great. Okay. So basically, I'm just going to ask you questions. You don't get to explain. You don't get to do into detail. You just give me the word. Okay. (laughs) It's going to be a growth moment for you. Are you ready? I'm going to try to actually do it. Okay. Like I'm going to try. Okay. okay, here we go. All right. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Campfires or beach sunsets? Beach sunsets. Private jet or private yacht? I hate TSA, so private jet. <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> or a meatball sub? Ooh, spaghetti. Tequila or red wine? Oh, that's the worst one. Those are my favorites. <sighs> Am I out or in? Keep going. Red wine. (laughs) (laughs) You're going on a plane to a deserted island. Three things you're bringing with you. I guess I have to bring Douglas and the dog. But then if I was on Survivor, I'm like, I want a Survivor, a survival kit. Like one thing I've learned about Doug, he told me he kept like buying cans and bringing all this stuff home during the pandemic. And he's like, you need stuff to make sure that you can survive. So I would be like, figure out some some way to light a fire, water, like a whole survival kit that was like pre-packed. <laughs> survival kit, my man, my dog. Got it. Okay. So that was a minute. You didn't get through that many. And thank you for the explanation on the end. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to explain anything. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You know, we have our our strengths, right? It's like we have our strengths and we have our areas of opportunity. So quick fire is an area of opportunity. But I love that game because it really does show like personality. And I just, I adore you. I adore everything about you. I'm so glad that we are oh, connected. Me too. Tell me too us, so much. Tell everybody, where can they find you? Where can they find the podcast? All the things. All the things. So on Instagram, I am at... 
rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. And that's from the opening number of the Universal film Anastasia. So they like sing that song in the beginning. And I wanted to be clever when Instagram first came out. So that's where that came from. I'm not from St. Peter, Florida. And <laughs> that's what everyone always asks me. And then the podcast is entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. So you can find that. I use hashtag The Luxury of Self-Care all the time for anything self-care related in my life that I like to share with others. And check that out. It's on Anchor. It's on check it out on Apple Podcasts. That's my favorite platform to push guests to if that's where you like to listen to your podcast, but it's also on every other listening platform. And we also have a Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. <laughs> Amazing. I need to be on that that Facebook page. I adore her podcast, y'all. Like if you really haven't listened to her podcast, like it's so good. It's easy listening, but it makes you think, it makes you feel, it makes you laugh. It makes you like kind of take a second and think about, you know, ways in which you could be doing your life better for you. And I just can't thank you enough for coming on and being here with me today. I love it. And I love your, your double week podcast as well. Like one of just solely you, your little like solos unplugged on unedited raw you. And I love like the guests. That's the same thing that I'm doing on my platform. And I just, I think it, it really speaks to the audience in case they want short or long or some, something else. Totally. Totally. Well, my friend, thank you so much for this. Oh my gosh. Of course. I adore you and we'll talk soon. What a treat. Thank you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the Upstarter Pods Network. Obviously, it takes a village to create a podcast. And if you have a podcast or if you are looking to start a podcast, maybe you just need some coaching and some advice. Go check them out. Email chase at upstarterpods.com or you can slide into their DMs at upstarterpods on Instagram. Get your questions answered. Let them know I sent you. I always love interviewing other podcasters on this show because the conversation just rolls right along and flows so nicely. That episode was so fun. I had no idea we were going to go half the places we went. And I'm so glad we did. I would love to hear what you think about it. Obviously, if this is your first time hearing it, welcome. Make sure you go subscribe. My favorite platform is Apple Podcasts, but obviously we are anywhere you listen to podcasts. So whether it's Spotify, you can go there. But if you happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe. We love a good subscription. Don't forget to give us a rating. Obviously, we love a five-star review. Um, write us a review. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you want more of. Tell me what you thought of the episode. And as I said at the beginning, you can always find me at Danielle underscore on the daily. You can find the podcast at on the daily pod on Instagram. I respond to everything. So make sure you slide in to the DMs. That's where it goes down. And obviously go listen to the luxury of self-care podcast with Anastasia Follow her on Instagram. Her content is amazing. She's amazing. It was just so much fun to be, get to have that conversation with her. So we will see you on Friday for a solo episode. And remember, we have a new episode every Tuesday and Friday. So Tuesdays you get interviews, Fridays you get solo episodes. We're just really pumped that we've, you know, we're able to do this. It's obviously now been a few months and we're just having a blast. So thank you for your continued support. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your love. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon.